Welcome to Central Moments. We have just finished a two-week series through uh, Titus, and I want to go back and pick up pick up one topic that that Paul addresses with Titus that is really really divisive in our culture today and even within the church, and that's politics. And uh, we're going to start with what Paul says to Titus, and then go to what he says to the Roman Church. And the Roman Church, of course, was at the heart of the capital city of the Roman Empire. So chapter 3 of Titus, verses 1 and 2, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, and to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle towards everybody. What if we brought that into our politics? But he said you need to be sub- subject to rulers and authorities. And in, in Paul's time, you, couldn't, you, you could not say back to Paul, but... Uh, the people I voted for didn't get into office, so so I have a right to have a terrible attitude because they couldn't vote for anybody. This was a dictatorship under Caesar. Caesar was act- There was no separation of church and state. Caesar was actually a god. You had to worship Caesar. And if you didn't say Caesar is Lord, uh, they would persecute you. Uh, they would beat up Paul, imprison him. So, you know, these were pretty brutal people, the, uh, those who were governors and, and leaders in the Roman Empire. But Paul did realize that the Roman Empire did three things. Uh, Number one, there was that famous Pax Romana, the Roman peace. And then the Romans built amazing roads. And then the Romans also unified the Greek language throughout that whole part of the world. And and Paul realized that just that stabilizing influence, as ungodly as the Roman Empire was, just that stabilizing influence allowed him to travel, to preach in a language a lot of people could understand, and, and to to have a certain steadiness through that Roman-imposed peace, even though it was oppressive peace, it enabled Paul to travel widely and preach the gospel. And, and he, will, he will really elaborate on this in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. Let everyone be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. So it's kind of in the mind of God for there to be civil authority, so that there can be some semblance of order. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment to themselves. Does this mean that everything that a, that a civil leader does, that a president of a country or a dictator of a country does, is right? No. But it does mean that it is God's plan that there be civil authorities. To whatever degree they bring a certain cohesion and order to life. And uh, verse 4 in Romans 13, he, he explains more. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. He actually calls them God's servant. He doesn't necessarily say they all know Jesus personally and they're saved, but they are extension of the justice of God. And so in that sense, they're his servants. But if you do, so the one in authority is a servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for reason. So here he's talking about law enforcement. He's talking about justice. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of consciousness, that this is part of the ethical value system of a Christian that we respect those in authority. That authority is God-given. We may not agree with those who are sitting in those seats of authority, but the idea of authority being there, there's a degree in which, unless they're really telling us to sin or they're really perpetuating ungodly injustice, 
um, there's a certain submission to them. He doesn't, interestingly enough, this is very troubling, but, but, but there's a lot to protest here in, in, in the Roman value system. But, but, and there was a lot of injustice. But, but he said there is a degree to which, to which law enforcement can protect the innocent and, uh, and bring justice to those who, who are wrongdoers. And so in that sense, you respect that there is civil authority. This is why, verse 6, you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And if Paul was writing this in the 21st century Western world, he would have added, and if you can vote, then you should vote. So Father, I pray you help us. You told us to pray for our leaders. We pray we'll stand against injustice. We pray we'll stand against immoral policies. But at the same time, help us, O oh God, not to cross a line too far where we dishonor what you have established. And we pray that you will help our police officers, you will help our governors and our mayors and our presidents. My God, help us, we pray, to pray for them and help them to lead righteously, we pray, and to, oh, for us to do our part to be salt and light in the world. In Jesus' name, amen.